Welcome to Story Tadpole. This is the podcast where I can share my stories. The title of this story is Little Wing Takes the Cake. It's the first part in a two or maybe three part story. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. The night after my fifth birthday, I slept for many hours. I was so tired I fell asleep seated at the kitchen table. My head nestled snugly between two half-eaten slices of birthday cake. That's when the ants came. In rows of two, they crawled over my head, inspecting the oils on my scalp for possible nutrition. However, the real prize was my birthday cake. With expert precision, each worker ant snipped off a niblet of cake and began carrying it back to the colony. The queen ant had been starving in recent weeks. This cake was needed. Its sustenance would allow her to give birth to thousands of children. The workers were not permitted to eat the cake until the queen had eaten her fill. The next to feast would be her royal guards. After the royal guards were members of the council, then the nobility, then the soldiers. The workers would eat last. There was a huge amount of cake But would there be enough to feed all the workers? At birth, each worker was given a random identification number instead of a name. HH41 was an average worker, but she was once destined for greatness. The colony was well-fed when she was born, and for this reason she was deemed a princess, an aunt destined to make the transformation from sterile worker to fertile queen. She was given extra food, which would give her the energy to activate her reproductive organs and allow her to develop wings. However, just when her left wing began to unravel from her exoskeleton, her colony fell on hard times. More than half the colony's workers were wiped out by my father's homemade ant-killing mixture. One afternoon, he stirred up a bowl of honey and borax. It was delicious, but deadly. The ants couldn't stay away, but HH41's colony was resilient. The colony learned of the poison and the workers began to avoid it, but not before they suffered heavy casualties. HH41 immediately stopped receiving the extra food required for her transformation, and so she remained a worker, her shriveled left wing the only evidence that she was once destined for royalty. For this, she was nicknamed Little Wing, by her fellow workers. When Little Wing first approached the cake, she was overcome by its beauty. The buttercream scent that drifted from it was so entrancing that her legs became weak with desire. It looked like a fairy tale castle with its delicate pink dollops of frosting stretching into the air like spires. Before she reached the cake, she knew that she was going to eat some of it before her journey back to the colony. The penalty for dining before any member of a higher caste was death by parasite. The queen kept a small locked box beside her throne that contained a great variety of parasitic organisms. Few who saw the inside of the chest lived to tell about it, but it was rumored she had deadly fungal spores that took root inside the poor victim's mind, forcing them to climb skyward before bursting forth from the ant's head like a javelin hurled from somewhere inside the body. None of this mattered to Little Wing. 
She wanted cake, and she wanted it now. Peering from side to side, she snuck behind a gob of frosting and began to munch on it. It tasted better than she thought possible. The frosting liquefied as it entered her mouth. She could feel its warmth flood through her thorax and into her abdomen. Little Wing soon lost all self-control in the small hill of frosting, which served as both her cover and her food source, dwindled until she was in plain sight of her fellow workers. When she finally stopped her abdomen, literally unable to hold any more frosting, she discovered that all the workers were looking at her. The ant closest to her took a step toward her, then another, then began running, mandibles opened in a threatening snarl. The other ants quickly followed suit, and now she was running away, all the workers chasing her, releasing chemical signals that screamed treason. Her body heavy with sugar made her thread-like legs bend groundward between the joints. A leg snapped, and now her abdomen was sliding, the friction slowly sanding away at her exoskeleton. Barely able to think, she veered left and began following the circumference of the cake back toward my sleeping head. Even though my head was the most direct path to the colony, the workers were nowhere in sight because they had scattered in search of Little Wing. She warily corkscrewed up one of my curls and began navigating the maze of hair, desperately looking for a place to hide. That is when she found my ear, presenting itself as an abstract shape surrounding a dark cave. It seemed a perfect hiding spot. Down and down she went. Her footsteps were slow and cautious as she journeyed down the auditory canal. When she reached the eardrum... She crouched and began to drag herself through the small space beneath it, her battered and broken body leaving behind a thin trail of sugar-infused plasma. By now, Little Wing, engulfed in darkness, had completely lost her bearings. She was no longer able to differentiate the path she had already traveled from the path that led deeper into my head. The good news for me was the auditory canal isn't connected to the brain but rather drains into the throat. The bad news was, Little Wing was so discombobulated she began to chew through the lining of the canal, ensuring that she would be traveling to a place she had not already been. She chewed and chewed, squeezed and squeezed, until she fell into my semicircular ducts. Sometimes when I eat cake, nothing can wake me, not even an insect chewing through my auditory tissues. It's a good thing, too, because if I had been awake, I would have been in some pain. After wandering aimlessly through the ducks for a while, Little Wing became impatient and once again chewed through something important. This time it was my cochlea. Little Wing traveled on and on, chewing and squeezing when necessary. The journey was long and grueling. Many hours later, Little Wing her body deprived of oxygen and mangled beyond repair, collapsed in a pile of curled legs and crushed organs. Her resting spot was a cozy crevice in my temporal lobe. Gray matter cradled her body perfectly, like a memory foam coffin.
that is the end of part one of Little Wing Takes the Cake. Next week will be part two. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and please leave me a review on iTunes. It really helps out the podcast. Um, You can find this podcast also on whichever podcasting app is your favorite. Um, Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed the story and come back next week for the conclusion or maybe just the second part. We'll see how it goes to Little Wing Takes the Cake.